Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We podcast our faces off. Al, what's going on, man? We sure do, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, yesterday uh, we stayed in New York City for the Marconi Awards, and then we came right to work. Correct. Uh, yesterday when I checked into the hotel, I go, I got up there about, I guess, 3 o'clock. That's about right. Yeah, it was there, the hotel rooms in New York City, very tiny. You think? Super you mean the tiny. closet we had? <laughs> yeah, but it had a big, like, uh, big window in it. Right. <clears throat> and across... From me uh, in my hotel room was another building, which it looked like, I guess it was an apartment building. I was looking at a work building. People were on their computers. Boring. Oh, okay. I was looking at, I guess, a regular. It was hard to tell, but but based on what I saw, I could tell it was a personal apartment. Okay. And in front of a equally large window in the other building, apartment building, I saw a naked woman pull up yoga pants. So you saw some ass. I did. Yes, she was turned... So I couldn't see what she looked like or anything, but she shimmied those tight yoga pants up uh, her naked butt, and uh, it was uh, it was interesting. Quite exhilarating for you. No, I mean, how many times have you, you you had a hotel room or been in a building and you look across and all the windows are open, but you don't see anything? Yeah, three times probably, I would say. Only three times? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like over and over again. Uh, yeah. No, I hear you. And this I actually saw. Yeah. You so saw blank- butt. I kept glancing over there the rest of the my time. <laughs> Nothing never else. Saw, never even saw another human being. It is such a weird thing. Like you, if you rent an apartment in Manhattan or own an apartment in Manhattan, and you could be on the fifth floor, fiftieth floor, like you wonder how high is high enough to where you don't need the shades down. Yeah. Uh, who's really looking? And even if they are, what are they seeing? In your case, you were right across the street from them, and you saw ass. I wonder if she was aware that her window was wide open and she sure. turned around so that I would only see her butt and her back. Like if uh, anyone in the building was looking. I guess. I mean, she don't want to put on a show either. 
Right. But I think you get very comfortable in that setting because unless you're looking around, I mean, who knows who's watching? Yeah. You probably just don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. There are just certain things that present themselves in life that you think you're going to see or and you never do. Right. And then when it does finally hit, feels like, finally. You feel like you won yesterday. Yeah. Like, let me ask you this. <laughs> and you're a long-time married man, Jerry, so this might be different for you. But just... When you're on an airplane, okay, the chances that a very attractive woman sits next to you that you don't know, so rare. Oh, yeah. Usually it's the fat, sweaty guy. Yeah. Honestly. I, mean, I, I had it one time in my life. Did you? And did you converse with her? I did. And she started conversing with me. Wow, no kidding. This was in the 90s when I was going back and forth to Tampa. Yeah, sure. And I was, I was uh, actually, yeah, now that I'm recalling the conversation. I had a Maxim magazine that I was reading, mm-hmm. and uh, this girl uh, was sitting next to an attractive blonde girl. She goes, oh, she saw the, the in the thing. She goes, oh, I have a belly ring as well. Huh. I was, oh, oh, you do? Did you ask to see the belly ring? Uh, no. Did she show you the belly ring? No, but I did uh, go out with her on a date. You did? Yeah. Wow. She was only in town... For she 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 worked those uh, places like when you'd go to a stadium and try to get people to sign up for like a visa card. Oh, like marketing. Yeah, yeah. So she was coming down for of all things, the Lakewood Tigers, the the Detroit Tigers um, uh, spring training. Didn't even know that they played in Lakewood back then. Yeah, the Lakewood Tigers, and she was um, no kidding. Yep. So that and her little... name is Gina. <laughs> Years later, right. I, that's funny. Uh, I don't remember her name, but I do remember that I, I we went out hmm. a couple times. Look, a couple times. Yeah, I think because she was only in town for like a. Oh, a I got gotcha. Did you, well, you close times. the deal on that? No, she <laughs> told me she was on her monthly thing. I think because she didn't want to hoe out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand. Yes. Which is good because then there was no pressure <laughs> with some guy she was on a plane with. Yeah, exactly. So it was great. There was no pressure. Yeah. To do anything, but so. The chances of ever sitting next to another attractive person. And it's the same for women. A, a, a woman, what are the chances of an attractive guy? I think better. You think, think better? I think more men travel alone than women do. Oh, that's there are call. women that do travel alone yeah. for sure. But just from my experience, when I see solo travelers, I would say it's four to one men traveling solo for work. Or for whatever, then you see the woman traveling alone. Yeah. When we were coming, either going to Indiana or coming back from Indiana this past summer, uh, a very attractive man in a suit with a, a facial scruff, nice hair, young, sat down. He was one seat away from Gina, and I said, there, guy, he almost got the good-looking, the, <laughs> that rare, yeah, right, right, right. good-looking person sitting next to you on about, the plane. Yeah. yeah. It, it could be emasculating, uh, too. It could. Oh, yeah, no. no you got, dude, there's it. 260 seats. You got to right. sit here. Yes. Uh, I, I got a, a follow-up, Jerry, just because I, I want to uh, keep people in the loop so this doesn't happen to them. I just got another update. Okay. This is about the uh, fake internet women who are befriending me on uh, Instagram, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, where they... They follow you on Instagram. They send you a direct message. They go, oh, have we met before? Right. They want me to engage with them, right? And 
we asked, well, what is the end game here? So let's say I engage with this person knowing it's a scam. Yeah. What are they going to try to get me to do? So initially someone said, well, what they do is they try to befriend you and then they want you to, uh, they scam you into buying fake Bitcoin of some sort. It sounds weird, but okay. Another person told me that their cousin was uh, scammed by Nigerians in this way. And mm-hmm. I was wondering how did that happen? So he, he sent me a follow-up. He said to clarify the story about the fake Instagram hotties. He, you think you're talking to a real girl. Then they ask you for a lewd photo, which you thought might be the thing. Yeah. You send a penis picture of some sort. Then the Nigerians get your phone number and threaten to kill you or send the photo to your family members unless Mm -hmm. you send them money. Yep. It's exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. You nailed it, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's uh... tricky. Very tricky. Yeah. I always think, like, you imagine you're married and you got, like, you know, a 10 and a 12 year old or a 13 year old or I guess any age, 18 year old, 15, whatever. And all of a sudden, here come pictures that you're sending to someone you never really met. Right. Like, what are you doing? Uh, that's, and then sure, I believe that happens all the time. They're threatening your family. I will tell you, a friend of ours is a cat. I won't say where or what, but I'll just say in a school. I'm not going to say if it's grade school or high school or even college. We have okay. a friend of us that's a counselor. And the the sexting and the lewd photos that circulate are alarming. Yeah. Are alarming. And in some cases can start as young as like nine years old. It's just, it's awful. And in yeah. high school, from what I've been told, it runs rampant. Yeah, it's got to be crazy. Yeah. And they say that, that I, I believe the um, that they call it revenge porn, even if it's not pornography. If it's just even if it's just nude pictures, yeah, sure. Like even like let's say, um, and she hasn't unfortunately. Let's say Gina sent me a nude photo, mm-hmm. and then we break up or whatever, and I send it to you. I go, hey, look at this photo Gina sent me. She could sue me for that if she knew. If she knew, because yeah, sure. that photo was not intended for you right right right. and just because she sent it to me doesn't mean it's now my so it doesn't give you the okay to start distributing it basically yeah no i get it yeah you gotta be careful but you're right i didn't think about that high school kids i think about like be careful people in their early 20s no it's it's younger than that and worse actually damn again from a friend of mine that does this type yeah, of work. Yeah, involved in seeing these things. And it's not surprising. We see all the shows and you see the articles and some of them end really badly. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the phones are poison. Always said that. Really tough. Very tough. And the cameras just keep getting better and better. Yeah. and Like, they are crystal clear. And the apps are getting trickier and trickier. Yeah. Even to be able to hide from parents. Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of like, they were saying, though, the kids do it on Snapchat because... It disappears, right? It disappears, and if your parents get your phone and they're going to look in photos, there's nothing in there. Right. They don't see it. I know, unless your parents know. See, our friend yeah. know, is on top of every app and on top of the new ones as they're coming out. So she's beyond on top of it. Yeah. Whereas I'm clueless. I, you know, I just trust every time they're on their phones. I try to take a peek. I know uh, my my wife... Up until, you know, the last few years, obviously, as my son's gotten older, but she would check the phones, not every day, but every couple of days. And her theory was, we're paying for it. I'm looking. 
And so we've been okay, but who knows? Right. You don't know. It's impossible. It is impossible. It's impossible to 100% know. You don't have 100% of anything. No. Except what you can control with yourself. Other than that, you don't know 100% of what your wife's doing, your girlfriend, your mom, your right. sister, your kids. You have, You don't. You think you might, you don't. My mom could be sending nude photos. We don't know, right. Jerry. Now, I would say that's 99.8% not right. happening, but yes, it could. But a 0.2% that right. it could You're be You're going to tell me your dad's having a bad day. She doesn't want to uh, try and perk him up a little bit? Yeah. Okay. By the way, good for them. Hey, good for them. But you're right. You don't know. We don't know. Nope. I have no idea, Jerry. Um, also got another uh, email, Jerry. This is from um, Colin. He's a male flight attendant. Okay. He's written to us before. He said, a question for you and Jerry. To to piggyback off of Dan D's question, both of you guys have very limited international travel experiences. Yep. Where are three places you'd like to travel in your lifetime that have enamored you? Moreover, as a flight attendant, I often think how Jerry specifically would be captivated by some of the places I've been in my career. Portugal, Vietnam. Rotan, Honduras. Portugal, Vietnam, Rotan, Honduras. Looking forward to listening. So, um, have you been enamored? No, I'm not enamored of anywhere. This guy seems to think you would love some of these places, though, Jerry. Maybe. I mean, my dad fought in Vietnam. Yeah. So I could see that being really uh, something to see. I will say, uh, in watching those silly 90 Day Fiance shows, this past season, uh, one of the women was in was in was mm-hmm. Vietnamese, and the man went to Vietnam. I was shocked at how nice and modern Vietnam looked. Like it's twenty twenty three, yeah, not nineteen sixty. Well, like the images we have in our head, yeah. But even like you'll see other foreign countries where it 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 looks like like their homes are just huts, and it, it mm-hmm. doesn't look great. This looked like a very the hotels were beautiful. Right. Like it looks cool. Hmm. But I would like to see at some point the Roman Coliseum. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I would say the pyramids, but I don't, I just don't see it. I don't, probably not. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the Roman, you know, go to Italy. I want to see the Roman Coliseum. I would want to see before all is said and done. It's got to get to Hawaii. And I know that that's not, and people might be, eh, Okay. How about this? Either Hawaii, the beaches in Greece, or like Fiji. Hmm. Some exotic uh, beach area that's different than just going to the Bahamas or to the Jersey Shore. Yeah. You know, somewhere like that that's a little more exotic. That would be two. And then the third one I would have to say would probably be on a golf trip, probably play St. Andrews. I would say in Scotland. Yeah, that would be cool for. I think a those golfer. would be the three that I need to do, and the th- one of the three is obviously just pick one of three. But that's what I would be thinking. I think that's probably. I always say New Zealand and Australia, but I'm being realistic. I don't see those trips happening. Yeah, unless I'm with a team that's going over there. I have zero interest in going to. I know Scotland is. I don't want to go to London or Paris. I'm just not. I'm just not interested. You know. Eh. Yeah. Switzerland sounds fun, but it's not on my list of places I have to see. What about you? I would probably still say Australia for me. Yeah. I would say... You'd be all right with that flight? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm. That's yeah. why I'm kind of. I guess yeah, because eventually I would like to see it. I would like to see something from the really old pyramid era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always used to think before I started listening to Joe Rogan and seeing all these alien shows, I used to think the pyramids were only in Egypt. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're like all over the world. So any other like cool, really, really old place mm-hmm. that looks like it was from thousands and thousands yeah, of sure, years ago, sure. Pikachu or something like that, or P- uh, Pikachu might be the uh, the cartoon. Yeah. I Pichu, don't know what you're talking about, so I don't know. Pichu Kuchu or something. Okay. One of these, some people know if they know. Okay. They know they're, that I'm right now yelling at you. Yeah, very incorrect. But yes. Pikachu or Piku, Pichu. Okay, Kuchu. enough. Yeah. One of those places. That would be cool. Japan is still interesting to me. Although I don't know what I would do there. Or eat. Or eat. Yes, Jerry. And Greece for some reason. Although a Greece, I picture. A lot of muscular, tan, oiled up <laughs> dudes on the beaches. You might be right about that. I don't know. And our wives and girlfriends would be looking them up and down, looking yeah, at us like know. we're two schmucks, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. What about in this country? Where in this country have you not gone that is on a must-see for you? I would like to go to Montana. I feel like that would be a cool place. And do what exactly? Yeah, that, uh, that I don't know because I don't like to do Montana-type things. Right, I can't see you on, I mean, I could see you on a horse for a half hour, but I can't imagine you going on a horse capade yeah. for eight hours. and That, that I haven't like been to. Hmm. Or even hiking every day. It doesn't seem like you either. No. I know you like to hike once. Once. That's fine, but then once you do it, you're kind of good. I'll go on a horse once. Right. Like, those are trips, I'm sure. It's, like, I want to go to Colorado. Like, I want That's to see Colorado. One. It's, you know play golf in that higher altitude, hit the ball farther, see a Rockies game. Like, that's a place I feel like you have to get to. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a that's that's one for me that I would really like to see. Yeah. Hmm. That's about it. That's about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I've seen a lot of the country, and I've been fortunate with the travel, with the basketball teams I've been with. I've seen places I otherwise wouldn't have. So I'm kind of good in a lot of places. That must be kind of cool to be a flight attendant. Oh, absolutely. It has to be. Right? Especially if you get that, you know, you get that 24 or 48 hour layover or something. I know some of them, there was a flight attendant on our plane to Florida two years ago. It was the summer after COVID. It was like our first trip that we made. And the flight attendant was a male. And he said it was his third trip to Orlando that day. I'm like, really? Picking up some overtime. Just flies back and forth. I thought when you fly like once, you stay in that city until tomorrow. And I guess yes. it depends on the contract you have or how your airline works. But because we had a, what was her name? Kelly used to work here. She was a part-time board op and producer and a full-time flight attendant. Is that right? But she only flew three days out of seven. So she would work three days here and she'd have her one day off. But as she said, a lot of her days flying, she had plenty of time to herself. So she loved it. Loved it, but she didn't do those, you know, two, three flights in a day. That's got to be a great job for a single person. I agree. Flight not a, to, not a good attendant. job for a married person. No. Because it's very, I would think, very difficult on the spouse. And very difficult, too, I would think, with a lot of temptation you would Yeah, but into. you get to see a lot. Now, you do have to stay in a lot of hotels, which oh, yeah. is probably a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. You're a lot also, of hotel bars. A lot of hotel bars, yeah. Like if, you're a, if you're an attractive female flight attendant, 
and you're in hotel bars a lot with the male captains and male fleet. You can tell me oh, stuff, yeah. stuff doesn't happen. 100% happens. Of course it does. Of course it does. Hmm. But I agree. You see the world. Yeah, see the world. Like If you do it when you're young, you see all these places, you're single. My fr- uh, guy I worked with for many, many years down in Tampa, he was a, a sports talk show host and a sports uh, on TV guy. Mm-hmm. Worked for the NBC affiliate. And his wife for years and years worked for United Airlines. He said he used to tell me all the time, he goes, You gotta you gotta uh marry a flight attendant. He goes, It's so great. He goes, You see each other, then she goes for a couple of days. Then you miss her and she comes back, you get sick of each other, she's gone huh. again. What a great he goes, way you, to look at marriage. It's like look he says it's like having the best of both worlds. You part of the time you're living the single life. Yeah. As far as like not having somebody at home and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. And then part of the time you're you're in the relationship. But that'd be bad if you got into an argument or something and they were in and they're another gone? part. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you ain't good. For both of you. Yeah, I think it's there are people too, and I know you've seen this before, where you have these cross-country relationships. Yes. Where like a guy will fly out 6 a.m. Monday morning out to L.A., and he'll stay out to L.A. and work all day and then take, like, the overnight flight back into New York Thursday into Friday and then, like, work from home or work in the office and then come home Friday afternoon and you're home for the weekend. It's like you are living two incredibly different lives within your one life at the same time. Sounds so tiring. And there's no – would you be shocked if the person that was doing the traveling didn't have a companion on the other side? No, I would not be shocked. Harder for the person staying at home because people right. see you're visible. But if you did something like that where, let's say all of a sudden, Boomer wanted to move the show to Phoenix, and you and Gina are really in a committed relationship, and she didn't want to go to Phoenix, you know what? I'll fly back and forth. Every Sunday night I'll go to Arizona, and I will fly home Friday morning got every weekend. If you had a girlfriend out there, who knows? Who would know? Right? I mean, I guess social, you know what? I say that, but social media with this facial recognition, I guess she puts one picture up of you and her. It's over. But you go back years, you probably could have done it very easily. Right. Yeah, back before social media, I'm sure people were living multiple lives. They live multiple lives now with uh, social media. That's true. That is true. In some ways, it's helped you do that, and in other ways, it will hurt you do that. Right. That is true. Good point, Jerry. Boomer. Right. Jerry, good let's point, do boomer. the warm-up program. I probably love that drop, by the way. Anytime I hear someone say good point, all I all I hear is boomer. Great point, the, boomer. <laughs> the, the, the Kevin Harlan. Yeah. Good point, boomer. Great point, boomer. Oh, is it great point? Great point. Oh, that was a good point. Okay. Great point, boomer. All right, the warm-up show. Yes, warm-up sir. show. Tomorrow, Jerry's Friday. We do cool games. Yes. And I hope we got some. I know we have Jets-Giants. That's going to be a cool game. I can tell right off the bat, even though maybe not for the rest of the country, but cool game for us. It is for us. we got to watch that. And we'll go through the others. And we got, uh, we'll really break down Bill's Bucks, Jerry, from tonight. No, we're not. Oh. Bill's Bucks. Probably not going to break that down. I don't know what we're we'll doing. We'll mention tomorrow. it. We'll mention it. It's too early to tell, Jerry. It's only 10 26. Right, maybe Josh Allen throws for 600 yards and seven touchdowns. Tonight. That we would talk then about. Then we're talking about it. Maybe Baker Mayfield gets it together and the Bucks roll the Bills. And maybe the Bills look like they're in peril. And that'll look good for the Jets. Yes. As a Jet fan, you got to be rooting for uh, the Bucks Baker tonight. Mayfield. That's exactly Absolutely, right. Absolutely, Jerry. Yep. All right. So. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch. Let me just tell Adam Wainwright. Can you go f- yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to 
The Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. By the way, the devil's lost to the Capitals. What's up, the Eddie Scazzeri? How are we doing? Thursday morning, nice to have you with us. It's a football NBA NHL. Th- uh, Al John Dukes, what's up, man? Good morning, Jerry. I'd like to address something that just came up on the Marco Belletti yeah. update. Are we acting like, and not Marco, I mean we as a, as a Giants organization, as fans, as Daniel Jones himself, they act like it's better news that this is a different neck injury for Daniel it's Jones. It's still a neck injury. And now you got two neck I, injuries. I agree. It's not I guess so the weird. I guess the thinking would be he I think it's surgery on the first neck injury. If you didn't aggravate that, maybe that's good news because it could be a longer term injury. Maybe you need surgery again. I don't know. It's like if I had a wiener injury, Jerry, and I go, Oh no, no, it's not that wiener injury. I have a second wiener injury. You're like your wiener is only a certain size. Like your neck is only a, I know he has a big neck, Jerry. How many injuries can you get to one neck? Are you comparing your neck to your penis? Correct. Huh. I'm just saying. Like, if I told you that, if you heard I had an injury to my schween, and I told you that, and then I go, ah, Jerry, my schween hurts, and you go, oh, it's that thing coming back. I go, no, no, no. Good news, Jerry. I have two th- weird things going on with my schween. You would be like, what I- the heck? Yeah, no, I'd prefer you would have used your uh, maybe your thigh. A thigh instead. Because I could have done that. Because you could have, you know, maybe an injury on your thigh or it yeah. could be on the other side on the you know, your hamstring or All the right. quad. That I, is I fair. I would get that. That is the fair. The analogy you used, a little odd. A little odd. A little odd. That having been said, I hope everything's all right with your stuff. It is. Okay, good. But I'm saying, like, to be like, oh, that's not a big deal because uh, that, that neck injury. I'm going to ask you a serious question. One. Serious question. Do you think so? In Cleveland, Deshaun Watson's like guess cleared to play and just isn't. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what's going <laughs> He's like, on I'll there. I'll see you guys later. I know Brady Quinn compared him to a trust fund kid oh. who said, "Here's your two hundred million dollars. You feel like you're not really doing much. You want to get a job? No, I'm good." That's what he compared Deshaun Watson to. I have no idea what's going on there. I like it other than it looks odd. Do you think the football fan that you are that there is a part of the Giants? organization, whether it's Brian Dable, whether it's Joe Shane, or maybe even higher than that, I don't know, that is saying, not for anything. We've looked a little different the cut last couple of weeks. You don't put him out there unless he is 100% healthy. And I don't want to hear about 99.5. I don't hear about 90%. 
he won't play until he's ready because right now it's fine. Yes. Yeah, I, I do too. I think that's what it is. I think that they're like, there's not, you, you can't really tell me what the difference is between the Giants game with Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor in there other than it actually looks smoother. It looks be- I agree. With Tyrod Taylor. Well, the difference would be, and you have not seen it this year, so let's be clear about that. The difference would be what you saw last year in Minnesota. Like that would be the difference. That's like that's what they envisioned. Haven't seen it yet this year aside from the second half in Arizona. There have been uh, that's been few and far between. I agree. They've looked smoother with Taylor the even though they only scored 23 points in the two games, it's looked better. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. I think it's kind of like he ain't going out there till he's 100%. Correct. Which is, by the way, for his own health, there's that's not a bad thing. But it just, if they win Sunday it and Tyrod Taylor plays, it does create. Right. I mean, they can keep saying all they want that Daniel Jones is the quarterback. They're 2-1 and one with Tyrod Taylor, and they beat the Jets. Mm. Right, and then, well, yeah, and especially if then, like, t- uh, Daniel Jones is ready to come back after the Tyrod Taylor win against the Jets, yeah. and they lose. Yes, You've, you're That'd creating a problem. all sorts of issues. Oh, yeah. But that's their problem. So, you know what? I guess if they win Sunday, it doesn't matter. They'll t- they'll deal with it. That's not our problem, Jerry. No, not at all. We don't get paid to worry about that. We do not. Jerry, I've got a very early 5.05 a.m. buzz, no buzz. Buzz, no buzz. buzz oh, I like buzz, no, no buzz. buzz. All Jerry, right, that's this an early is, buzz, uh, no buzz. 5.05, Where I wow. give you a, a topic and you tell me, is there is there buzz? Is there... Is there talk about this? Is there excitement around this or not? Okay, yeah, all right. I'm ready. Buzz, no buzz, Jerry. As a concept this season, Thursday night football. No. No buzz, right? No. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. You know, there's something to be said, and I can't... It's weird to say this, but but I do believe it. There is something about the game not being on NBC, CBS, or ABC, and it's stupid because all you're talking about is hitting an input and watching it in a different way, but it's the same product on Amazon. There's just something about not having, I don't know, it's just, it's it's different. It's not as easy to find. The games, tonight's okay, not great, it's okay. The games haven't been awesome Right, they need to really, and maybe as the season goes on and we get a better idea of who are the really, really good teams and who are the bad teams, then you get a really, really good team matchup. You go, oh, okay, but there's like I don't hear people talking about Thursday no. night football. Well, I don't the feel the excitement. What the was that game? Commanders and Bears. Yeah, come on. And. I mean, I know the Bears they thought would be better, and maybe they will be as the season goes on, Justin Fields and all that, and he was phenomenal that night. The problem was they were brutal going in. Washington, eh. And it's like, okay, this is how we're starting the week. Great. I'm with you. Yeah, and I don't know. I guess it's hard to predict a lot of times when these guys are making the NFL schedule. 100% it's hard to predict. Like Because you got teams that will win uh, the five games one year, and the next year they win 12 games, yeah. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So what seems like a great idea when you set up the schedule is not a great idea when it actually comes to Thursday. I think there are uh, a certain few teams that you can pencil into Thursday night or Sunday night or Monday night, and you know that people are going to watch. I do think the Chiefs are one of those teams. I think the Cowboys are one of those teams. Even when they're not great, for right. whatever reason, people still watch them. Um, the Jets would have been one of those teams if Aaron Rodgers was playing. Um, but it's such a, I don't know, every year is so incredibly different. 
you know, the Giants have been brutal, and yet they were in the playoffs last year. It's it's uh, strange. Like, let me ask you this. What are the Steelers? I don't know. Average. Yeah, average. Every week it could go, I guess they could win this, or yeah, they could lose this. Like, there's, there's no feel to the Mm-mm. Steelers. The Ravens, to me, before Sunday, where they just lit up the Lions, eh. But now, like, I, I'm actually interested in watching them again this week. After the way they played this past weekend, you don't forget season to season. You don't week to week what you're going to get. Yeah, but I do agree. There's not a whole lot of buzz. Yeah, around it, it. It just feels like, and I know Al Michaels was mad last year that they got terrible games and they were going to fix that this year. It just it just doesn't feel like anything. Mm-mm. No, it's just another day. And but again, I also think that's the oversaturation of what they've done here. Yeah, I think it's too much personally, but. So you've, be it. You've done an oversaturated the market with NFL games. Are yeah. you happy now? Do you even know? Now, I'm going to jump ahead. I don't usually look at the schedule, as yeah. you know, until Friday morning. Yeah, that's, we don't do but that. I, no, 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 no. But what I can do, okay. I can I can pull the Thursday night football okay, Jerry. schedule. So today we have right. uh, tonight we have Buccaneers in Buffalo. All right. So I'll just give you the next couple. All right. Next week you've got, this is what we're talking about. I mean, Al Michaels is going to lose his mind. Next week. You've got the uh, Titans in Pittsburgh. Yeah, not interested in the Titans. The Titans are selling players right now because they're pretty much, they see the writing on the wall. And the Steelers we just talked about, very average. You ready for the next one? I'm not I'm not making this up. Yeah. And I don't think you can, fle- you can't flex out yet, right, Eddie? That's later in the season still? Panthers at Bears. <laughs> oh, my God. I think people thought the Bears were going to be better this year. Justin Agreed. Fields, they were going to. But no one thought the Panthers. I don't think anyone thought the Panthers were going to be a good team. Right, they were going in starting a rookie quarterback, which generally doesn't go well. Panthers at Bears. Yeah, that is atrocious. Then I'll give you a couple. All right, then they get they get something. Then you've got Week Eleven Bengals Ravens. All good. The Black Friday game is Dolphins Jets. That's good. so they have a good run here. Then you got Seahawks Cowboys. All good. Uh, then you end up with, you see, it gets a little difficult again. Patriots, who have not been good. Patriots at Steelers. That's a great game 10 years ago. I don't know what now. You got Chargers at Raiders. The Raiders, Looks Jerry. good, but by that, both teams could be out of it. And I don't know when they start flexing games, but, uh, yeah, it's the next couple of weeks are tough. Yeah. Tough. So you done killed the buzz of Thursday Night Football, NFL. I hope you're happy with yourselves up there on Park Avenue. That's what you just did. Wherever you are. Yeah. I was actually happier not knowing what the next couple of games were. I might go up there after the show today and just see if I can rework the schedules with the NFL, whoever the NFL persons, persons, Jerry, and the the computer. I'm just going to go in there, give me the code for the computer, punch it up. What would you call the best game right now? Like if I if I said, all right, Al, you you can take any two teams you want to kind of rekindle Thursday night football starting next week. What would you give me? I would go uh, uh, Chiefs Dolphins. Oh, see, I actually go Cowboys Dolphins. Oh, that would be great. I would, yeah, that's better. And only, be, and I'm not saying the Chiefs wouldn't give them a better game. They probably would. I the Dolphins might roll the Cowboys. I don't know, but I think visually, and I think the kind of like the Cowboys Niners. There was a lot of. I know the game was a dud. But there was a lot of buildup to that Cowboy Niner game, and I think you would get the same Cowboys Dolphins on a Thursday night. Yeah, this is why I think the NFL has to take a page out of uh, pro wrestling. Sometimes on pro wrestling, they'll just come out in the middle of like the week. They'll be like, "Tomorrow night." Well, that's why they deflect schedules. Stone Cold Steve Austin's fighting The Rock, and there's nothing you could do about it. You're like, oh my God, he's got no time to prepare. 
Yeah, I don't know that that would work in the NFL. <laughs> That'd be great. Like, Roger Goodell every day just comes out in a press conference. All right, it's Thursday. Let's see. This is what we're going to do Sunday. And he just does the lineup. Just schedule every Thursday for Sunday. <laughs> yes. That would and, be a bit extreme. Yeah. And all, all you know when the schedule comes out is that these are the games where you're home. These are the games where you're away. You don't know any of just your opponents. Just have the plane standing by. Yeah. We'll let you know the itinerary. You get a Thursday. By Thursday, we go, okay. This Jerry Rocco at WFN came up with a great idea. Dolphins, Cowboys, let's go. Tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, they're getting on a plane. Dolphins, Cowboys in Miami. Well, it's a nice nice idea, but that is what the flex scheduling is supposed to be about. Yes. Just gives you a little more time. We need flex scheduling all 18 weeks. That's funny. Or however many weeks. I don't want to look. I was going to say, what would be the game you would pick this week, but I'm not going to look at the schedule. Don't look yet, No, no, I'm not. Although, I probably would go Jets-Giants. Yes, a classic New York versus it's New intrig- York matchup. Yeah, it's intriguing. And meanwhile, it's a 1 p.m. game, which is weird. I like it. I oh, love it's a one, great. I love a 1 p.m.er. Yeah, no, I think it's great on Sunday. I could watch it. Then I could watch the highlights. Then I could watch it in 45 minutes. I'm going to break this down. I know. You're going to know more about the Jets and Giants on Monday than you've known about them for the last 12 years. That's true. So if you want to break it down, all 22 style. I still have never How, watched You've still never watched all it. All 22, yeah. You have access to it. You I do should. have access with the NFL uh, premium. Uh, I know plan. you have to carve out like 40 minutes maybe if you can find that. Yeah, I don't during know, During the course Jerry. of the day. Jerry, for example, when I'm done eating lunch and it's 1 o'clock, I go to bed at 8. <laughs> so somewhere in that 7 hours, do you, will I have time? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You actually have like a, a little fishbowl. With little pieces of paper from mm. what I what Gina tells me. And what you do around two o'clock every day is you put your hand in there and you, you pick pick out a piece of paper and it gives you suggestions yeah. how to kill some time before you go to bed. Okay, here's one. Fiddle <laughs> around with the piano for a little bit. All right. Got nothing to do. Walk the dog again. <laughs> I could do that. I could go walk the dog again. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. On um, a good yeah, note, real yeah. quick, the Giants, it does look like you're getting Andrew Thomas back Sunday. Is that right? Yes, it does appear that way that Andrew Thomas will play Sunday. So that's a good thing. This is a headline I read very recently. Giants Andrew Thomas practices lightly, but unlikely to face Jets. Really? Maybe there's a, maybe it's still up in the air. Maybe some people say it, some people You know don't. what? I was reading quotes from him and it yeah. just sounded to me like he was going to be out there Sunday, so maybe not. Maybe that uh, then again, you know what? Shame on me cuz if you listen to Daniel Jones he said, and I played the clip, he's like, yeah, the goal is to be out there Sunday. I plan to play. Like He did say that. So yeah. you know what? Shame. Again, got to wait for the doctors and the coaches. Yeah. All right, so maybe he won't be out there. I wait for oh, all yeah, yeah, my yeah. doctors, Jerry, before I make any plans. Sauce Gardner should play. Yes. And DJ Reed should play. Yeah, that's cool. So that at least, the Jets should be almost whole. You got to put Sauce Gardner on that guy that uh, Tyrod Taylor throws deep balls to. What? Oh, Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Hyatt. Did you hear the Sal, BT, and Carl Banks oh, yesterday? Oh, yeah, I didn't. Yes, Which, by I the did. way, was not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, there's a story written about it in the paper. Yes. It wasn't that bad. I read the story. Did you hear I, it or no? And then I went to yeah. listen to it. Yep. Would you agree? I mean, listen, they got heated, but it wasn't an all-out scream fest like I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think the problem was that Sal sent him away. Oh, I agree with that. Hung up on him. So, Be- right, right. Because of the, this is, I don't know when this changed, maybe 10 years ago. There's something, and it's not just here. It's in other places too. There's something with when you're on the phone 
you don't hear the host talking. And the guy on the phone, whether it's a caller or a guest or whatever, they keep going. Meantime, the host is getting frustrated because they're trying to chime in. The caller doesn't hear them or the guest, and they keep going. And I think Sal just got frustrated with the fact that he wasn't stopping to have the conversation. Yeah, you know what I think it is? Like, Carl Banks was on, like, a Zoom situation. Right. Oh, is that true? We're always trying to make everything video. And then I think that there's always a hair off of the audio and what you're hearing back on those Zoom things. Yeah. So maybe that was it. Maybe. But yeah, I think that, I think if Sal didn't hang up on him, there wouldn't have been a story. It would have just been dudes arguing about sports. Right. But they're like, he hung up on a Giants legend. What is he doing? License plate guy, the guy who goes to Giants games with all his license plates, seemed very sad on uh, on Twitter. Sad? Yeah, that that, that this happened. Okay. Between... Uh, They'll be fine. <laughs> there are adults. There's a, there are... Uh, just, like, pick up a newspaper. There's some really serious things going on in the world that actually yeah. matter. This doesn't. Things like Carl Banks versus Sal. I mean, listen, in their world, sure, grand scheme of things, means nothing. Yeah. They will be fine, I'm sure. I did think uh, Carl Banks pulled a cool move, which is uh, I try to sometimes do when I'm fighting with Gina, which is if she's screaming, I go low. I go, well, I don't mean, I don't know why you're getting so upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could do that instead of fight yelling back. Yes. Then you act like you're the mature one. You yeah. go, and Sal's screaming, and Carl's like, well, if you... Look at his statistics. I don't know how you can. <laughs> That's definitely a, an arguing technique, a fighting technique. I would like to take a class. The best way to argue? Yeah. like a, I would like to take like a debate class. Yeah. To learn where you pull from in the moment to win the argument. Yes. That sounds fun. How to win an argument. Yes. Be educated, number one. How to Start win there. friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Correct. Is that what it is? I don't, I, I'm not sure. Oh, did you make that up? Yeah. Well, oh. I know it got, It could be that. Oh. <laughs> that was a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I got to read the Britney Spears book first. It is Dale Carnegie. There I, you I go. got that correct, Jerry. All right. Take a quick break. It. 518. We'll take a look at Dale Carnegie's uh, bio during the break. We'll come back. We've got uh, Al is going to break down the final four minutes of the Knicks and Celtics for you last night. I will handle the final four minutes of the Nets and Cavaliers. Both the Knicks and Nets lost. And uh, Lindy Ruff called his team soft last night. That's not what you want to hear if you're an NHL team. All that and more than Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. All right, nice to have you with us. 25 after 5, a little bit uh, beyond that. It is Thursday, week 8 in the NFL tonight. If you are just waking up, if you didn't watch last night, the Knicks did lose, lost. By the way, the I think I've had enough of, and I'm the first one to say Philly's a tough place to go watch a game. Did you hear the F Porzingis chance at the Garden last night? No, oh, this is, uh, that's not cow. nice. I don't like I mean, that. It was, I mean, it was obvious and loud. Here's the fans are crazy everywhere. That's what we are. We're all nuts. Stop saying Philly's so much worse than this place and that place. We're all crazy. We're getting too relaxed with uh, cursing, Jerry, as Uh, a society. Well, that's been going on now for decades. Yeah, but like you used to not hear it from athletes after a game for the most part. Now that's very common. Mm -hmm. People chanting it at stadiums. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. No, I I don't like it. Jerry, when I go there with my children, what am I supposed to tell them? Uh, Well, good for you that there's only bark at the park once a year at City Field. I don't think they do that at the Garden. I think you're fine. You can go with your uh, your girlfriend. You'll be all right. 
Unless you're going to rent a kid for the night. I mean, you don't no, have children. I do not want to rent a kid for the night. I'm just saying. I've got to sit there and explain to my kid what that they're saying about Kristaps Porzingis. They're saying F him. Oh. And you know what he said to them? F you as he hit the go-ahead three and scored nine straight points in the fourth quarter and the Celtics won. Yeah. I think I was reading he scored nine points in the last two and a half minutes. Oh, yeah, that's what I just said. He scored nine straight points in the final few minutes, including oh, the go-ahead three. <laughs> I see what you said there. And then I was reading that there was a fella on the Knicks who got zero points in his Knicks debut, Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. Whatever. To me, the, the night's not about him. The night's about Jalen Brunson and uh, Julius Randle, who couldn't hit the broadside of a point. They were 11 for 45 combined. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, no. Like, I like to look at that like a quarterback statistics. Mm-hmm. If you told me that my quarterback was 11 for 43, I'd be like, Ugh. that's not good. No, no, that's uh, that's pretty bad, actually. So combined 11 for 43 uh, shooting. Ele- is that what it was? 43, yeah, 43, not 45. 11 for 43. For yeah, it's pretty the, atrocious. Yeah, that's not good. No, hard to win that way. And then you said you are, uh, your Brooklyn Nets lost in the final minute or something. So both teams really blew it. The Knicks had a six-point lead with about... I want to say three minutes to go, and that's when Porzingis took over. The Nets had a six-point lead with about 90 seconds to go, and the Cavaliers turned up the heat defensively. There was a block shot, I think, on Cam Johnson that went for a layup the other way, and then Donovan Mitchell just took the – I don't know who it was on the Nets. I don't remember. Just took the ball away from him out near midcourt and went in for an easy score, and then they had um, – Mitchell hit the go-ahead three, and then the Nets had like a terrible possession in the final five seconds. Got off a crappy shot and wound up blowing the six-point lead and lost. Now, we had a uh, later night for us yesterday. We stayed in the city. We went to the Marconi Awards where we lost. But on the ride home or the ride back to the hotel, you were watching the Nets game on your phone. Yeah. Through which uh, situation? My direct TV stream. Okay. I can log in. I'm logged in on my phone. I can watch every channel. I say it was pretty cool. Oh, it's phenomenal. You were locked in. It looked like I was watching a video game. Yeah, no, it's that that app has been eye-opening, like how good it is. Yeah. And the fact that you get, no, I'm not doing a commercial for it, but the fact that you get 20 streams at the same time, it's pretty good. What do you mean 20 streams? Like 20 people. You can have it on on 20 different devices at one time. Is that right? Most of them are like five. You could run a sports bar with that. Yeah, I suppose you could. The Jerry yes. Recco Sports Bar with 20 streams. Yeah, insurance is too much money. I saw that uh, Mets radio broadcaster Pat McCarthy got hit by a car while while driving earlier this week. I thought and he was running. Running, jogging. I thought you just said while he was driving. Oh, no. I, I thought I said jogging, but okay. maybe not. Maybe my brain's all jumbled up. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. He was running yeah. slash jogging and got hit by a car. Yeah. You got to be careful. When, that happens a lot to like people on bikes. Well, Evan. Evan, right. Evan got hit by a car. Yeah. Riding his bike. <laughs> that was the all actual clip of it. Yeah. And he, he hurt himself. Yeah. What it was is like in back in the older days, if you got hit by a car, it was somebody fiddling with their radio, mm-hmm. right? They were like fiddling with the radio. Then they would hit somebody because they weren't paying attention. Then we got the technology. We put the radio controls in your steering wheel so you don't have to take your eyes off the road. And now everyone's on their phones. Yeah, it's it's a problem. And we've talked about this before. It's yeah. a big problem. People are always, you'll see like people kind of. They drift. <laughs> right. They're yeah. drifting the side of the road and you pass them. They're on their phone. Mm-hmm. And you give a run over. A, I can't imagine r- hitting a runner with my car. Mm-hmm. Right? Like He's lucky to be alive. He's lucky to be alive. The idiot who hit him clearly was just not paying attention. I guess. 
that person's got to feel terrible. Mm-hmm. And Pat lucky McCarthy, that Pat McCarthy's alive. Right. He didn't need surgery. Did he? He wow. did go in uh, for some sort of surgery, but he's going to be fine. You got to be careful out there. That's why working out is not good. No, working out is fine. Jogging in busy streets is not good, I would say. My niece got hit about a year, year and a half ago right? in Philadelphia yeah. running. She goes to school down there, and she was running, and someone someone ran a, a red light at a weird intersection, whoosh, ran her over. I, I do think, and I don't know in any of these instances the exact details, but the one thing I do know is, and we were talking about this yesterday too when we were in the Uber, the other issue you have, and I'm not saying it's anybody's fault, while you've got the distracted driver one, you also have, in a lot of cases these earbuds where you don't hear anything, you know, you're kind of locked in your own world. And while you're on the sidewalk or you, and you should be safe, you've got no awareness of what's really going on around you, unless the volume's so low that you can hear it. But I don't get the sense that's the case. Yeah, you're right. I see that a lot down the Jersey shore on the very busy ocean Avenue yeah. through all those towns. People are on bikes running with the earbuds mm-hmm. in. Then they'll even, if it's like you and your three buddies, it's three of you across. Now you're in the middle of the road practically with the earbuds on. Not smart. And even just crossing the street here, I understand that as the drivers were right, right, uh, what do you call it? You have the right of way as a pedestrian. Yes, when you get the walk sign. The problem is people don't even look. Like they see the walk sign, they start going, what if someone's blowing a red light or someone doesn't see you and... They got the earbuds in, yep. head strike. I don't know. It's just, the whole thing's dangerous. And then you got these bikes now. This was great. Yesterday, it was two days ago, and I was trying to get to the Holland Tunnel. Guy in a bike. Left lane. Like, he's in the third lane of Varick Street. Like, dude, yeah. move over. And he's doing, you know, 12 miles an hour on his bike. It's just... I don't want to get run over by a car, and I don't want to run anyone over with my car. I, yeah, no, me neither. That's what I'm trying to avoid in life, Man. those two things. Yeah, I know. Make sure you're paying attention when you're walking the dog at 2 a.m. Oh, I'm paying attention, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I see that uh, Sean Casey, who became the Yankee hitting instructor this season. That was that like well. a midseason? That yeah. was a midseason yes, it was. situation. It was, yeah. He will uh, not be back, but he is citing his desire to spend more time with his family. He barely got away from them. He just got the job. He realized he missed them so much, Jerry. I mean. Do you think they said, you're done, and he was like, can I say that I want to spend more time with my family? It's possible. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Or maybe when he Things didn't change. Matter of fact, things got worse when he came here. Maybe once he got back into having to go to the stadium every time, he was probably like, why did I come back to this? That's possible. As you're watching certain guys, just like, what am I supposed to do with John Carlos Stan? Honestly, yeah, Sean Casey was a great player, not a Hall of Famer, but a great player. What do you tell John Carlos Stan? Really, instead of swinging and missing, how about you? We hit this, <laughs> John Carlo, with a nice exit velocity. <laughs> See the ball, hit the ball. <laughs> See the ball, hit the ball. This isn't it. that hard. I did it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like a Hall of Famer. That's you're right. all jacked up, and I was able to do it. My God, yeah. it's got to be so for like I forget the name of the hitting coach they fired he's got to be sitting back though like told you idiots it wasn't me it's them i feel it was his last name long well or is that the guy who was on the yankees and went to the mets that's kevin long kevin long yeah that not this year that wasn't him dude i don't remember i'm sure people are screaming at us right now on the phone i have to look but it was someone else yeah but you're right that guy's just sitting back during the rest of that yankee season after they got rid of him was like hmm 
How's this working out for you, fellas? Exactly. I guess I didn't suck. All right, Yankees fire hitting coach. Let's see what comes up. I'm sure the Sean Casey thing is going to. Dylan Lawson. Dylan That's Lawson. That's his name. Dylan Lawson's like. July 9th. I told you guys. He was let go. Yes. And you know, it's funny. The first headline that comes up from some fan, clearly, that put this out there. Finally, the Yankees fire hit their hitting coach. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That did not fix things, sir. No. No, it did not. You know what fixes things? Better swings. Better swings. It's so funny. We, I understand changes need to be made when things aren't going great. I totally understand. But at any, I would think any hitting coach that you hire at this point, they've got – it's not just what they're seeing. Like even these players, they have the iPads. They can – Take their their swing into super slow motion. You would think at this point, after a two, three, five, ten year career, whatever it is, they themselves should be able to look at themselves and be like, wow, I didn't realize my weight transfer so bad. Or right. look, I'm dropping this or I'm doing that. I don't even really know what the hitting coach is supposed to do. Other than have a role and I, I don't know, be a different set of eyes. Be a positive thought provider. I suppose. Positive thinking. I suppose. By the way, you see Bob Melvin is now the Giants manager? I did see that. Right after the Padres said, he's our manager. They gave him permission to go talk to the Giants. He's our manager, but if you want to go talk to the Giants, what? You're leaving us? Holy cow. And it's just a matter of time before Craig Council is the Mets manager. You think that's a done deal? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I do. I mean, like, given... well, what other name is out there that. Uh, Dusty Baker. He just retired. The touchdown maker. Uh, Gabe Kapler is out there. Oh, right. Joe Girardi's out there. Ooh. There are some older right, names. That's intriguing. Could go back to Carlos Beltran. Mm, I don't know I don't, they're not one. going to, but oh. I'm saying what names are out there. There's a handful. Those are the names. There's a handful. All right. All right, quick break. 537. We got a lot more to do. And then Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. Great friends. Great tequila. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos tequila reminds our friends to celebrate responsibly. Quarter to six, fast-moving hour as it always is. Warm-up show till then. You get uh, Boomer and Geo coming your way at the top of the hour. Did see that uh, you mentioned last segment there, Jerry, that uh, Dusty Baker calling it quits. Yeah, I was disappointed. I actually wanted to see him continue just because yeah. they play well, they win. I'd like to see Dusty win again, you know. Yeah, this this really, uh, as I was reading more about Dusty Baker's career, you know, we talk about the arc of uh, how you know you're old yourself. Sure. When you see, like, when you're a kid, you see players. Then as you become an adult, they retire. Maybe they get into management. They retire. They go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, of course, I remember Dusty Baker with the Dodgers yeah. as a player. Then he manages. Then he's retiring managing. I was like, oh, what a that's cool. But yeah, I feel a little bit old. He managed for 26 years. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. As a man, which means he's in his 70s. 26 years. Now, I wanted to see. You are a baseball. You love baseball. I enjoy it. Sure. So I I, I did. I had, a, I had a Google this myself, Jerry. Okay. It said, uh, Dusty Baker retires uh, after 26 years as a manager. He managed five different teams. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, the, the Giants was the big one. Giants, yes. I mean, that was, you know. And currently we're just retired from the Astros. Right. So who are the other three teams? The Nationals. Think? Oh, good one. I did not remember the Nationals because till I read Dusty, it. Dusty, before this thing with the Astros, had never won the World Series and had really good teams. That's why when he came back and he did win it, it was last year or the year, whatever that was, two years ago, whatever. It was last year, right? I don't know. I don't remember. It's amazing. How I <laughs> couldn't even tell you who was in the Super Bowl last nope, year. me neither. It all blends. But when he did win, 
it was like he finally, you know what, who cares? The He finally got that World Series ring as a manager, and it was it was great. Um, so you got Nationals, Astros, Giants. There's two more, Jerry. There's who else two did more. The Dusty, Dusty Baker, Baker manage. Um, that's a good one. I don't know that I know off the top of my head. I would say. They're both National League I would just say teams. the Cubs. Cubs is one right? of them, yeah. And then did he manage the Expos? No. He didn't. What's the other what's the fifth team? Cincinnati Reds. Oh, that's right. With Griffey. He was Ken Griffey Jr.'s manager. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Damn it. I should have remembered that one. Hmm. Okay. I don't know why the Expos was sticking in my head. I have no idea why. So enjoy retirement, Mr. Dusty yeah. Baker. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a class guy. Yeah, I like him. You know, he's one of those. He's one of those old school type of managers that you just figure he's going to put a lineup out there, go do your thing, and that's it. <laughs> do you think the players, like if you were a player for a, an older manager like yeah. that, would you go back and look at his highlights when he was a player just to see what kind of guy you're dealing with? Yeah, I think once you realize he played, yeah, <laughs> I, I I think the first thing I do is I look at the back of his baseball card or I look up baseball reference to see, all right, what type of player was he if they weren't aware of it? Yeah. Then you see, wow, he played a long time. And then, yeah, you probably go to YouTube and put in Dusty Baker highlights. Let me look hey, that's at some... Skip. Look at yeah. him. Yeah. Look at him. It is funny, though, when you think about, like, those older school managers. Like, Davey Johnson won the World Series with the Mets. If I asked you for two other teams he managed, could you tell me? I, uh, the Nationals. Yes. And then and the Orioles. Oh, man. Yeah, when you say it, now I remember. Yeah, yeah right, Orioles. exactly. Just like when you said Dusty Baker and the Reds. I'm like, ah, yeah. damn it, of course. Yeah, it's funny how they some you associate some with a specific. Like, I associate Dusty Baker with the San Francisco Giants as their manager with Bonds and, you know, all the, the crap that they went through. Um, but these guys get around. And I immediately think of him as a Dodger. As just a player, a, sure. Just from a, a yeah, yeah. player perspective. Yep. Then uh, former Met Jerry and current Philadelphia Philly Taiwan Walker. Yeah. I guess was not happy that he wasn't used. When was he last used? Like, he was he not used in the I playoffs at all? I don't know if he all? played at all in the play. I'm not even sure if he was on the active roster for the, for the uh, NLCS. I'm not sure. Yeah, three hours after the Phillies lost, uh, he tweeted, disrespect is at an all-time high. Then he was liking a whole bunch of tweets from people saying that he was being disrespected by the Phillies. You know what they say? Likes do not equal endorsements, Al. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, I liked all these tweets, but yeah. I'm, I'm not the one saying it. I got to tell you, I forgot about him until I saw the story this morning. Same here. Completely forgot that Taiwan Walker was on the Phillies this season, you know, as the playoffs went on. So I don't know if he pitched or appeared yeah, in what any happened? games in the Maybe in the first. I'm not sure. I, Just I Google it. No, Google I, no, it. It doesn't matter. They were out. I don't it's even over. know how to spell Taiwan. You do. T a i j. T i j u a n. It is a T a i j u a n. All right. I had the. And I liked him when. And we liked. I know. Him. I liked him disappointing when he went to Philadelphia. Yes. I agree. I agree. He 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 performed well here. He did. He did a good job here. He did good. You did yeah. good. Yep, yep. Did you see you got Zach Gallon and Nathan Avaldi tomorrow night. Does that interest you? Um, no. Not at all. The you Rangers were, do interest me. I, no, I know, but you're not going to be interested in this series at all. No. Yeah, I know. Uh, something something uh, unique would have to happen for me to check it out. Like if I hear Two grand slams in one game by the same player. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going on the show sheet. I would hope so. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Thanks. Any sort of brouhaha would go on the show sheet. But a random 3-1 win... Not interested. 
Max Scherzer, whether he does well okay. or pitches poor, will go on the show What sheet. about Adolis Garcia hits a home run and continues the home yeah, run streak? Yeah, I might put that on the show sheet. Fair enough. That's all right, then. That's good enough for the show sheet, Jerry. Christian Walker hitting a two-run homer, though. No. Not making the show sheet. Not making the show sheet. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, LeBron James, Jerry, Mr. Peyton Manning, and the Obamas are working on an NBA Wait, version. Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. LeBron James LeBron and the Obamas? James and the Obamas, Jerry. That's an interesting They're working group. on a docuseries for Netflix oh, okay. that's going to be very similar to quarterbacks, but about NBA players. I would be interested in if... You got the right guy. Like, who's the right guy for you? Mm, who's the right guy? Do you think more NBA players would be apt to want to do this? Or I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, I think it would depend on the person. I be honest with you, I you're going to laugh at me when I say this. I would be intrigued if they followed Kyrie Irving around. Oh, yeah, I he'd be great. really would love to see because he, I know what's going on. I'm not dismissing it i'm not ignoring it he is incredibly bright though like he's just such a he's just a strange he's got a different look on life and the world i would love to see the cameras follow him around if it was unfiltered and he wasn't and i don't think i think when i think you get used to those cameras i would love to see what his daily routine is and why some decisions he makes where they come from why he made them um kyrie irving would be very interesting to me other than that the new kid, Wemby. I guess he's at the end of the day. He's what nineteen years old, Wembenyama. I don't know if I'm. I don't know that he's all that interesting to me, other than what he can do on the court. You know, like I, I would be looking for a player that's got a story off the court that intrigues me. Wembenyama doesn't really intrigue me off the court. It's more of can he keep up at this young age? You know, seven foot nine like he is. Um, John ja Morant. Would be interesting, and him turning his life around, that would be one. That would be an interesting What to about that big dude on the Nuggets who was dominant last year, Luka Doncic? Okay, well, he's on the Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Who's the dude on the Nuggets that I like? You're talking about Mr. Triple-Double. Yeah. What's his name, Eddie? Um, Jokic. Thank you. Ah! What Nikola did I say? Jokic. Who did I call him? Uh, Luka Doncic. And what's his name? Uh, this is Nikola Jokic. Oh, my goodness. Yes. How about follow yeah, he'd both? be he'd be fun, I suppose. How about we just follow both those guys around? Luka Doncic. I don't know if Doncic is all that interesting. I don't know. He might be. I don't know. I I would give this a try. Yes, you. I would check it out. Just to, I, I would like check to see it what, out. How players? What players do during the week? Or maybe the Ball Brothers, if you're still interested. Not. Mm, interested. I feel like they're like yesterday. No buzz, Eddie. They're so. And one of them's hurt. I think again. They're so. Zion Williamson would be interesting yeah. if he's healthy. Right, to see, see what his routine is. Texting hotties on Instagram. Well, I, don't, I don't know if he'd do that with the cameras <laughs> on, but you never know. All right, got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. We just mentioned this guy. This is Amy Lawrence with an Odyssey Sports Minute on Mr. Wimbanyama. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got 30 seconds. I know you got a big story to close it out. Well, I know we have a big uh, Bengals-Niners matchup this week, Jerry, in the yeah. old uh, Super Bowl Don't matchup. Know about Brock Purdy. Yeah, I guess he's still in concussion protocol. You might get Mr. Sam Darnold under center. Great. That sounds like a blast. Well, if their defense goes out and plays well, whatever. Yeah, they still, they, uh, Kyle Shanahan said that uh, Brock Purdy still has a chance to mm-hmm. uh, get through protocols, Jerry, whatever those are. It was only Wednesday. I mean, if he feels better, maybe they clear him today or tomorrow. We'll see. What do they do? Like, how does a doctor even check if you have a concussion? They just run, like, 
visual tests on you? WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.